Thank you. <coughs> Good morning. So, as Diane mentioned, this will be a day of silence. And I don't know if everyone here has practiced noble silence, what the Buddha called noble silence before, but it's not it's not complete silence. It's the kind of thing where if something needs to be said, like, you know, where do you keep the serving spoons? That's that's okay. But in general, everything else we just leave unsaid until the end or times when I'm opening for questions, and we'll have that during Noble silence. I find that practicing noble silence really gives me an opportunity to think about whether or not what I want to say is important, <laughs> is really necessary. It's a good practice. And we'll keep that during lunchtime also, just to be really still. So as you know, this day is about refuge. How do, we, how do we find it? How do we create it? How do we take refuge? How do we, how do we create it for others? <clears throat> and in Theravada Buddhism, there's a little ceremony of taking refuge that we do often. And it comes along with taking the five precepts. So the, um, some of you may have already done this. Um, and some of you may not have any exposure to it. So I'll explain how it works. We have sheets. Uh, this is going to be something you're going to have an opportunity to do, but you don't have to. You can just observe if that's what feels right for you. Can everybody hear me okay? Mm-hmm. Good. Um, so the refuges in in the ceremony and and also in the teachings that the Buddha gave are the refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And of course, some people think of that as the historical Buddha taking refuge in the person that lived. 2,500 plus years ago and taught and gave us these beautiful teachings. But it's also just the, the awakened mind, the, the realization that he had, the, the, the state where, that he reached of being free from suffering and the ability to have that be our own reality, this awakened mind, wise mind. So taking refuge in that, and taking refuge in the the Dharma or Dhamma, which is the same thing in different languages. The Dhamma is the truth of the way things are, taking refuge in that reality. And And the Sangha are the awakened disciples of the Buddha. Not, not, um, just our Dharma buddies, but the, uh, those who have realized and can share that and can demonstrate that and live that so that we have that guide and their, and their help. And sometimes they're a great help to help us remove the obstacles in our own minds. 
So that's what we take refuge in. And then the Theravadan ceremonies are all quite simple, really. But they can be very powerful. The first time I did this, taking refuge and the, and the five precepts, which I'll explain in a minute. And at that, in that same um, ceremony, I took dependence on my teacher. And it was, it's Ajahn Pasano, who's at, uh, Abbot at Abayagiri, in case you know about that place. Taking dependence, uh, on him is kind of a special thing because most monks don't allow that with lay people. They just, I mean, they just do it with other monastics. Can you, <clears throat> when we live in a monastery, we take dependence on the, the lead teacher or abbot or abbess. And it's a, it's a formal way of opening a teacher-student relationship so that you really can talk to them about anything and they take it seriously to guide you. But in, the, but in this case, we're, do, we're going to be um, just doing the refuges and the precepts. And when I did that, something really shifted for me. It's like Ajahn Pasano said, and then your practice really took off. <laughs> and it was true. And, it, and I kind of went back to that, wow, that, that whole thing was so simple, and yet it was quite powerful. So the, the five precepts in brief, and I'm happy to take questions about this, are to, the first one, to avoid taking the life of any living being. So the word in, in Pali and, and Sanskrit, in, in the word in Pali is pana. You might have heard the Sanskrit word prana. It's like the breath energy in the body. So any being that has breath, we avoid killing. And in Theravadan Buddhism, it's not the kind of um, over, overly compulsive, trying to avoid stepping on everything that, you know, might be there. Because it's not, it's, it's about intention. Don't want to intentionally kill anything. But of course, accidentally it happens all the time with small living beings. And what we really want to do is watch our mind so that that intention to kill is um, avoided or we don't follow it. And then to learn what that does uh, to our mind, to our heart. And the second precept is to avoid taking anything that isn't given. So it's a little bit more involved than not stealing, because you have to think, was this really intended for me, you know, that that dish of mints there, was that really intended for me? Is that just for the customers of this business or, you know, whatever, whatever. And to be clear that this, this is offered, this is, this is for me to use. Kind of take, keeps you from taking the office supplies home, you know. And then the third one is to avoid sexual misconduct meaning to not harm oneself or others with our sexual energy. And this is a, a bring, what comes to my mind is a man who started coming to our center and um, after a, a few months 
having taken the five precepts and taken that quite seriously, he said that he he stopped all like flirting and joking with the women in his at his workplace and he said, I am available to my wife now in a way that I had never been before. And he never really thought of all those little things that people might do with sexual energy that you think aren't aren't really important. And that really changed things for him. And the fourth one is to refrain from false and harmful speech. Which is pretty self-explanatory. Although, for many people, the hardest one. (laughs) And the fifth one is to refrain from consuming intoxicating drink or drugs, which lead to carelessness. And in my interpretation and the interpretation of most of my teachers, it means no drinking alcohol at all. Um, No mind-altering drugs, uh, illicit drugs. It does not include prescribed medications. Um, We have to take care of our health, both in body and mind. But to, you know, really look at what happens to the mind and how the the perception changes and how that affects the clarity of our mind. So those are the precepts. And I'm going to pass this, these papers out to you. Just send them through the rows. Given the tightness of our quarters, I think we'll just sit the way you are and do a little bow like that, uh, just so it's easier. And you don't have to do any of this that doesn't feel like what you want. There's absolutely no pressure. And also you can think of this, if you want to, as just doing this for today. Or you can pick it up for with that intention just today when you put it down at the end of the day. Or you can take this and try it for a week, try it for a month, try it for the rest of your life. <laughs> Whatever is, is right for you right now. <clears throat>